0: All right, guys. So thank you so much for jumping back onto this podcast today. I'm very excited to have our amazing guest on today. Her name is Lena Moxon. So I will let her uh, intro herself to you a little bit. But yeah, I'm so excited. She's very inspiring. And we had actually ended up connecting through Instagram at the time i had reached out to her and just seen that I, I don't know what it was. I think she just had a very inspiring kind of story. And I could tell that um she definitely had something to get across and was doing it in a really
1: passionate and kind of meaningful way so welcome lena thank you so much beautiful girl and it's so funny that you say that you reached out because you felt inspired because at that time i don't think i was doing anything you know, different to anybody else, but I was giving myself permission just to be led by soul work and just be really authentic and just show up and speak my truth. And it was actually an exercise in just showing up on my socials every day and just sharing my experience and seeing what happened and seeing what connections would unfold. And, you know, in that period of time, the most beautiful organic relationships forms like, you know, between you and you and me. And it's just been a really transformational thing in my life to just use socials, not just to scroll and judge and compare, but to use it as this beautiful window out into the world that, you know, lets me look into other people's lives and lets them look back as well. So thank you for connecting. Use it. I love, I love that because it kind of you're
0: using social media then as more of a positive aspect because I suppose it can get a bad rep a lot of the times, but when you, it's just essentially how you utilize it and work it. So yeah, that's really cool. So tell me, oh, it's probably going to be a
1: very open-ended question if I say that, but tell me a bit about yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I have personally gone through a very dramatic transformation in the last three years in that I literally took my life from the container that it was in and shook it all up and saw what kind of rose to the surface. So I spent a good part of 10 years as a primary school teacher, married to the boyfriend I had from when I was 18 years old, and I was doing all the things that, you know, we are raised to believe um, will lead us to feel fulfilled and content in life. So I'd completed high school, I went to uni, I got the degree, I did full-time work, put ourselves in debt with mortgages and cars and all the fancy things that are meant to make you feel like, you know, you have really succeeded. Um, And what I found is that I was living life from a place of ego and my soul was just suffering in silence. And um, it took me a long time and a lot of inner work to kind of allow those parts of myself that I had repressed for so long to rise to the surface and listen to what I wasn't saying to myself or to anybody. Um, And once I really heard what my soul had to say, what I had felt but repressed for so long, once I really heard it, um, there was no way that I could just continue living life the way that I had been. and I. yeah, basically burned bridges all around me and changed everything in a very drastic way. I mean, that's a very small summary of, you know, what's happened in the last few years. But yeah, I, I literally have changed my entire lifestyle, my approach. I re-examined all of my values and the way that, you know, I operate in relationships, in business and, you know, with myself. So that's, that's yeah. me in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so now currently at the minute, you obviously run um, the training room in Geelong with your partner, Steve, as well. And it's amazing all the work that you guys just fuel into that. you can definitely tell there's so much passion into it all. But with your, I suppose, personal development kind of journey, was there any mm. particular time, like, were you, was it something that you were always into or did you find that there was a, you know, standpoint or kind of significant point within your life where you started to really look a lot more within yourself?
1: I stopped being uh, motivated to grow. So I've always been a person excited by, you know, learning and growing. I'm an educator at heart. Um, and I just stopped being interested in, you know, growing because I just, I was so disconnected from myself, I suppose. And I was approaching my 30th birthday. And rather than feeling like, you know, I had the world in front of me, um, you know, ready to step up into into womanhood and really be excited about the future in front of me life all of a sudden just felt really long yeah. and so as well as being a primary school teacher i had owned and operated very successful gyms in sydney and new zealand with my ex-partner and i just felt exhausted the success and i'm using air quotes that we had created just to me it was just burying me Yeah. And so rather than standing proudly on top of everything I had created, I felt like I had created a monster and I was living my own personal nightmare. And as my 30th birthday was approaching, rather than say, Oh, I wonder what comes next. I just had this feeling within me, like, God, life is so long. I'm only 30. How am I going to continue? Yeah. How am I going to maintain this facade the rest of my life? And I, in that moment, it was, it's really dark. I mean, I can say it in a light conversational way now, but in Mm. that moment, I kind of knew if I don't change something right now, if I don't change, if I don't make a change in my life right now, I'm going to lose myself.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And so it was just really recognizing how far down the rabbit hole I had fallen. Um, really acknowledging that I was unhappy, really acknowledging that I was miserable and um, just, yeah, really sitting in that for long enough to realise that I had to make a change, I guess.
0: Yeah. And that's really interesting, I think, because like you've said, kind of, you know, this success, as you said, are getting air quotes, that we're all kind of brought up to think that, you know, you need all these big amazing things but when it comes to it like you kind of you've been in that position you've had that and it wasn't it wasn't that soul fulfilling kind of feeling that people would think that when you get to that and I think that's really interesting because it just goes back to you know making sure that we question all our values and our beliefs and just everything that we are brought up with I guess
1: which is really really you you know what I've learned as well Crystal I think like because I say that the success that I created was horrible. There were parts of that, that were brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. How can holidaying in Europe be a miserable thing, right? There were parts of it that were beautiful, but my problem was I had become so forward focused and so obsessed with generating revenue, generating growth, having this plan mapped out in front of me that I was never present to what was actually happening. And so I could never actually enjoy any of the success that I had. And I was in this very dangerous kind of position that nothing was ever enough. And anytime I achieved anything, rather than taking a moment to really feel into that and feel proud of myself, I just saw that as an example of what more I could achieve. If you can do this, then you should be able to get to this level. You're here now, where else can you go? You know? And so my success almost became this, I don't know, I started to resent it. Every time I did well, I was like, oh God, it's shown me what I can do. And rather than allow myself to be proud and be in the moment of that, I just used it to fuel me and to drive me. And yeah, so I think if I could go back in time, I... I, I would probably walk a very similar path, but I would walk it rather than just sprint through it. Yeah. Because I I got to the other end, you know, does does that make sense? Like when I was little, I always remember like being in my grandmother's garden and in winter, right. you, You see like the little buds of flowers. They're just buds, they're not flowers yet. And if you leave them to kind of bloom and grow, you're gonna get this really beautiful thing in its own time, it's gonna bloom and you're gonna be able to enjoy it and appreciate it. I was that little kid that would get that bud and I'd like unpeel the bud. I wanted to see what's in it. I wanted to make the flower appear now and nothing appeared because I'd rushed the process and I hadn't allowed the season to fully unfold. And I think in my career and in my life, that's what I've always done to myself. I've never allowed myself just to be in the season I'm in. I'm always being like, well, how fast can I get to that next season? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So if I could do it again, it would just be allowing the season to be enough and getting the most that I can out of that season, but not just bypassing it and missing everything, you know?
0: Yeah. And just really having that gratitude in that moment. I think that's something that I've really had to like pull myself back on as well a lot of the time because I often forget that I'm only 22 at the minute (laughs) and yeah I've always like I feel because I am so driven that I always am doing that and then I'm like chill like it's fine you're doing so much already and that yeah it is awesome that you need to have that gratitude in that moment irregardless of what you're doing whether it you know it's big or small things in your eyes or whatever that that is where you know if you're not appreciating whatever moment you're in You're not going to be able to when it is bigger or smaller or whatever it is. So, yeah, I just had something that really popped up that I'm really curious to know. When you were younger, what did you want to do or be?
1: I could never answer that question, Crystal. I never answered that question. And the funny thing is even as an adult now, I don't have one distinct answer. And when I was younger, I thought there was something wrong with me because I didn't have a clear vision for who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. Because I was very much taught that success and fulfillment and being a good person within society meant that you found your one true passion and you made contribution. I thought that self-worth truly was tied to how much do you contribute to society? My value was in how much do I, you know, create, produce and contribute? Um, And so that has caused a lot of tension within me. And it's only now as a person in my mid thirties that I've fully allowed myself to just love the fact that I will not do one thing in my lifetime. And I can choose to do a hundred things if I want to. And instead of that making me feel like I'm kind of scattered or that I don't have direction, it just opens me up and I feel completely free because when I tried to put myself in a box of what I wanted to do at any time, straight away, it just felt wrong to me. You know, I, I would look around and go, Oh God, is this it? Is this who I am? And so when I stopped defining myself by what I do for work and just allowed myself to be, you know, defined by the amount of energy and passion and creativity I bring to whatever I'm working on, life got really exciting again. Yeah. So I could never answer that question. And I think, you know, I was probably more in tune with myself in not answering that question as a child than I was when I started to answer it just to appease society and appease my parents and appease the adults around me that wanted to know, you know, are you a person with integrity? Are you going to, you know, make us proud of you? What are you going to do? Yeah. And trying to come up with that answer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I stuck
0: with that. Like when it came to, finishing uni or finishing um school even because I remember just like always for so long being like I don't want to go to uni I have no idea what I want to do and I was very like happy with that and it was fine because I was like I'm gonna find something I have a lot of different passions I'm normally creative and I I think for a while I wasn't really stressed about that but then like yeah, when it comes to that crunch time later on down the track when it's like year 12 and everyone's like I'm going to uni to do this I was like oh like and I felt I think I just felt that pressure at that time to go, oh, my God, I need to pick something. And yes. I think that's really common for a lot of people as well, which is really tricky. But,
1: um,
0: right. yeah, it's it's so interesting. And I think you have to move through that process either way. Like like anything in life, you know, you, you might look back at it and go, I might have done this or that different and all in hindsight, but we wouldn't be the person we are today if we didn't go through it in the first place. So, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, how, so you have a little, how old's Tyson now? Is he? He's over, two, he turned two in March, so he's, I don't know what that makes him, two and a bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll go with that.
1: Um, he's so
0: gorgeous, I think you can just tell. Like how much of his energy he gets from you and Steve, and in the way you guys parent him. Like I haven't seen, you know, obviously a lot of it, but the few times that I have, we have like kind of managed to catch up through our rhyme times. <laughs> We've he he yeah he's just a little bundle of joy I think, and it's awesome. So how I guess moving into being a mum and your identity through that, and having this your past history as well, and just trying to mold all that together. How have you gone through becoming you in a way past motherhood? I suppose.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a constant evolution, isn't it? As we get to know ourselves, you know, in these different contexts. Um, I think (laughs) it's definitely, yeah, I'm just trying to, there's so many things that I want to say and I, I just want to, make sure that I'm choosing the right kind of, you know, path to take this conversation down today. I think, you know, for myself, the hardest part about being a mum was that I used to be a very productive person. I could squeeze so much out of one day. What I could do in four hours, I believe it would take most people to do in an entire work week. Um, And when you throw a baby into the mix, (laughs) that's just laughable. Anyone with a baby, I don't even need to describe um, just how much a child will take time, manipulate it, turn it sideways. And you just don't even know if it's night or day anymore, what the time is, where the hours have gone to. And so I found myself at the end of the day, while I was trying to juggle motherhood and business, very frustrated by my lack of output. And very frustrated that the level of clarity that I used to be able to bring to business just was not there. And I would make these really extensive to-do lists every day because I'd wake up and I'd think, right, today I'm going to do it all, yeah, I'm going to be super mum and be completely present present, and I'm going to nail it in business too. I'm far more gentle on myself when it comes to motherhood. Yeah, far more gentle. I allow myself just to be present and in the moment with my son and we're learning each other and we're just meeting the moment that we're in. In business, I have never been gentle on myself and it's something that I have to work on continuously. Um, And so I would make these like excessive to-do lists at the beginning of every day. These are all the things that I have to do today in order to feel like I have accomplished something in my business. And I would do it again and again, and of course that was the list that I would hit myself over the head with at the end of the day and make myself feel really shit about because I hadn't done everything on that list. Um, and it took me a few months of that to really just step back and realize I was causing a lot of suffering and angst and anxiety for myself by creating these self-imposed to-do lists and timelines that didn't really exist, but I was putting all this pressure on myself and stepping back from that and just observing my thought patterns and observing my behaviour, it allowed me to really stop and question, well, why do I make a to-do list like that? Why do I feel the need to be so in control of my time and my energy? And when I opposed that version of myself to the way that I was with my son, completely gentle and flexible and in the moment and spontaneous. And then I looked at the rigid, anxiety-ridden version of myself. I decided I liked this version of myself a lot better. And if I could be this person as a mother, maybe, maybe just some of that could transfer over to the way that I was approaching business. And when I just got curious about that question and thought, okay, what parts of me as a mom could trickle over to my business, I allowed myself to find opportunities for just some more fun and creativity and affirmation and space. And when I did that, work just started to feel different. With my son, whenever I feel like there's a question or there's something within me that I'm struggling with, I ask myself the question, well, what would love have me do? What would a really loving thing be to do right now? When he's having a a tantrum on the floor and he's losing his freaking mind and it's loud and I'm tired, I stop myself and think, what would the loving thing be to do right now? Patience. Go to him. Kneel. Be at his level. That's what would be loving right now. Do that. And I've started asking myself that in business too. What would the most loving thing be to do today? And it's not some airy-fairy question. It's not up in the ether. It's like things that I can action. So today, the most loving thing that I could do for myself was sort out a new CRM. My email strategies are all over the place. The most loving thing I could do would be to sort out my CRM so that I'm not stressed and all over the place anymore. That one task, that's loving. Go for it. Do that. Just do that. And stop making these extensive to-do lists and stop thinking that productivity dictates your value when it doesn't really, I don't think. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's not even been in, I think for a lot of women, we feel like we have to change. Uh, the way we are as mothers should reflect, you know, who we are in business. And for me, it's been the other way. Who I am as a mother has taught me more about myself in business and it's just allowing myself to soften and allowing myself to appreciate that I actually like this version of myself. I do. My feminine energy gets to shine in a way that it has never, ever, ever been seen in business. I've been very alpha and, you know, it's caused a lot of problems in my life. Um, So to to see my feminine energy really rise and to be really accepted and to be really appreciated by both my son and my husband as a mother has been a really powerful lesson for me to think, well, what other areas of my life can I show up in this way?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I love just all of that. And for me, like in, in like terms of being a parent as well, I think that's been like, I've learned some of the biggest things from that as well. Like in regards to even say, I remember sitting during like, through breastfeeding and stuff and sitting there and being like, Oh my God. And I was like, this is literally just where you're being made to stop and be present in that moment and just sit there and look at your little baby and just go, Oh my God. Like, and just like little things like that, that I still have to remind myself sometimes now to go like, you don't need to wear all the hats because like you said, at the end of the day, we set ourselves up for like this failure by Realistically, no one's coming to you and going, Have you done this, 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 and this today? We're creating our own list, and our own havoc for ourselves. That it's kind of like, Ah, oh, like when you remove that, like not that you shouldn't have that expectation there, like you can have what you want for yourself, but just being allowing yourself to have that flexibility there as well. And that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is being a mum. that I feel like every day that I've ever gone to like try and plan to a schedule or a T and I don't really do it now, but like when I used to try to do it at the start is the days that everything would absolutely go to shit, like to the max and yeah, just being a mum, I think just you learn so much and me for my personality, I guess you, or not my personality for me, trying to navigate who I am like I don't know if you ever had this experience but like trying to navigate who you actually are as a person through say when you might catch up with friends and then when you are with your partner and then when you're constantly with your kid all day and that like you feel like you're all these different versions in a way as well do you ever feel like that
1: Do you know what? I love that you're saying this. Yes. And I think that's an inner struggle that we all, that it's our life's work to find synergy in all of those areas. And I think the more we can unravel layers of ourselves and the more we can truly understand who we are, the less we will feel that we're shape shifting when we move between these different versions of ourselves. Yeah. That makes sense. I think, you know, at 20, it's completely understandable that, you know, it's so confusing because you're still exploring who you are. And I think that's what your twenties are for. You know, I think it's truly what it's for. It's like trying on different versions of yourself and seeing how does that feel? And how do I show up in this situation? And, you know, being fully present for that will give you that really deep understanding of yourself so that you can have synergy between your friendships and your relationship with your partner and your work and, you know, your children. And I think once we have that synergy and there's that common thread through all areas of our life, and that's who we are, we are the common thread. and We don't feel like we're shape shifting. I think that's when we feel really centered and that's when we feel really content, but that doesn't just happen in a moment. Yeah? <laughs> yep. For me, it definitely didn't happen in my twenties. And I can only just start to feel it happening now where I'm allowing myself to breathe and just allow rather than feeling like I am trying to become because I think what I have learned is I spent a good decade trying to become and what I have realized now is that we already are we just need to discover what we are rather than push to become something because at the end of the day we always just come back to what we have always known yeah. Everything that we need is already within us. It's just about having enough experiences and enough awareness and enough reflection to really understand who am I and what is just, you know, noise around me. I yeah. think I've been really lucky too. Like I didn't have Tyson until I was after 30. And so when we talk about, you know, the struggles of a working mum. I very much know the struggles of work and business and the inner turmoil and the questioning of myself and who I am, that was there without a child. I spent my whole 20s with that same struggle and there was no child for me to say, oh, this is why I feel like this. It's because I'm a mum. I think as young women, we're really the first generation to really be exploring how to be a strong, powerful woman out in the world doing all the damn things. Yeah. So I had that inner conflict before I was the mum crystal, you know, so I think now that I've got Tyson as well, it's kind of like, I just think that's part and parcel of being human and being a living, breathing, reflective human. We are going to have these internal struggles. So I just want to offer you that too. You're not struggling because, you know, you had a baby and you're trying to do business. It's because business is fucking hard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is, it's learning. Um, So whether you had a child or not, I still feel like you would probably have these same kind of like twisting within you where you're trying to work out who who am I as a person, as a partner, as a friend, as a businesswoman. That's just, yeah, that's part and parcel, I think, of being a young woman trying to sort it all out.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a process, that's for sure. Um, But I really want to lead into, that's kind of perfect in terms of getting into self-awareness and that. If someone was kind of starting on a journey of personal development or like becoming a lot more self-aware, where would you suggest someone start?
1: In terms of if they just wanted to connect with themselves better? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of different ways that you can start. I think it's listening to that inner voice within you, that, that voice that kind of pops up. You know, some people might call it their intuition. Some people might say it's their like their soul calling them because our soul is always kind of calling us back to ourselves. And it's hearing those thoughts that pop up that you kind of like you repress and you you push away. And usually the parts of ourselves that we push away are the parts of ourselves that have been deemed unacceptable by our caretakers when we were growing up. Yeah, so now we think those parts of us are really, really kind of like unacceptable. So it's just listening to that voice. You might need to journal to get that voice out to make it really clear, but let those thoughts just to come forward. Um, it might be your insecurities, whatever it is, allowing those voices to come forward and um, really sitting with them and not repressing them, I guess, and making it really safe to say the things that you would usually repress. So for me, I always have a fear that people are going to leave, that nothing is safe, yeah, everything's going to change. So in my experience as a child, I had to move schools four times. My dad travelled for work consistently. So in my mind, all the experiences that I have had is that things never stay the same and people come and go out of my life. So in terms of me being in a strong, solid relationship where I feel safe and I feel secure, I have a lot of inner kind of stuff that comes up that negates the actual experience that I'm having, yeah? I am in a really secure, loving, committed relationship. And if I just annoy him, and of course, when you live with someone, you work with someone, you have a child with someone, yeah, life presents us with these little like ups and downs. If I annoy him in any way, if he's discontent with me in any way within me, I have this freak out. He hates me. He's going to leave me. I'm going to be alone forever. Nobody ever stays. And usually I would just like push that away because I'd go, don't be ridiculous. Don't think like that. You're an idiot. And I wouldn't say anything, but then I'd get weird within my relationship. I'd get clingy. I'd look for signs that, you know, he really, really loves me, you know, and I would just start acting like an idiot. And it wasn't till I allowed that voice to come forward that says, nothing stays the same. Everybody's gonna leave me. When I allowed that to surface and I sat with that and I explored it and I was able to look back and think, well, why do I keep hearing that? Why do I keep hearing it? And I allowed myself to look at all the experiences I had as a child that confirmed that. I realized that that voice, it's nothing wrong with me. It's just something trying to keep me safe. Yeah, And so it's not me being ridiculous, it's actually a very sensible response to things because in my experience, that's what happens. And so in being really in tune with that voice, I was able to explain that to my partner. I had the level of self-awareness to say, this is what is going on for me. And together, because I'm in a strong, loving, committed relationship, we're able to come up with experiences that disconfirm that truth for me. And that's what we need to be able to do, to disconfirm that people don't leave. So he knows now that I need some more words of affirmation. I need more reassurance. I need all of that. And so in just sitting with that voice and not repressing it, I've been able to start having healthier, stronger relationships with other people and with myself. I still freak out from time to time, but the intensity of my freak out isn't the same the duration isn't the same, and um, it's not as frequent. So in the past, for example, if I had conflict with somebody, I would literally take off and run away. Literally, I've left the country before because I wanted to be the one to leave. Now, at least I don't leave. I still have the freak out, but I'm able to have that level of self-awareness where I can talk it through. I know what's happening. I can, you know, communicate with my partner and I don't leave. Do I still freak out? Yes but it's better. So my advice would be turn inward and start listening to yourself and allow whatever you think the crazy talk is, whatever the messed up parts of yourself are, because we call that messed up because somebody else has deemed it unacceptable or inappropriate and we've been taught that those parts of ourselves are unacceptable. Bring them to the surface and love them. I'm just learning that that is what self-love is about. Self-love isn't about just giving ourselves nice things. Self-love is about calling parts of ourselves that we have repressed, we've denied that we have shamed, and offering those parts of our self-love. And then we'll be able to fully love and fully accept ourselves. That's to me, I'm just learning this in the last few weeks, that is what self-love is actually about. Where have I made space for those parts of myself that I might have shamed, repressed, pushed away? Where am I making space in my day for those wounded parts of me to be seen, held and heard?
0: Yeah, that's really powerful. I'm just like, wow, (laughs) there's so much from that. That's amazing. And, yeah, (laughs) I'm just like, that's incredible, Lena. Um, What would be, I guess for you going through life now what is one of your kind of main mantras or something that you know you kind of live by at the minute
1: yeah everywhere I am there I am (laughs) so it's kind of like everywhere you are there you are but everywhere I am there I am so The world has been so chaotic in so many ways and it's a really kind of scary, overwhelming place to be at the moment and I get really overwhelmed and I get really saddened and I get really angry and the only thing that I know that I have some kind of control over is myself and my state. So no matter what I see, no matter what I hear, no matter what I feel from the energy around me. Anywhere, there, anywhere I am, there I am, I can always come back to myself. And I do it many times in the day where I just kind of like, just literally I'm using my hands, but pull away from everybody and just come back to center and back to self. And the more I deepen that relationship with myself, the more it is a safe place just to be able to turn inward. And knowing that I can do that at any time, knowing I'm always there for myself, makes me really brave in any context, in any situation. So yeah. um, it's just yeah affirming myself. Yeah, that's really special.
0: Well, we are going to leave it there today. Um, but I will be able to link all of your Instagram handles and stuff like that as well. Lena is absolutely amazing. If um, she runs a masterclass at Min as well, called she's a wildflower, and it is just really incredible just to see her insights and share and see how vulnerable she is in the way that she shares stuff and really talks you through how she's gone kind of gotten through certain points within her life. And I think it does make her really relatable because, you know, there's, it might be, she might be talking about one thing, but you might only take one thing from what that whole, you know, paragraph of what she said, but you can definitely apply it to yourself in your own way. So I think that's really special in that as well. But thank you so much, Lena, for being on here with us today. I always love just hearing your words of wisdom. It's very inspiring. Um, and yeah.
1: Thank you for holding space for me, beautiful girl. Thank you.